listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith to culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I am your host, Tom Edwards, and with me as always, John Ackerman and Mike Lara. And we are uh, turning the lens maybe a little bit more personal tonight, talk a little bit more about uh, our own uh, journey and and, uh, some of the things that we've been experiencing, Um, but also hopefully just to kind of peel back some layers on on some, I don't know, mystique or stereotypes or whatever it might be around uh, the idea of our emotions and, and how we process them. And the kind of genesis for this episode came a number of weeks back uh, when I just pinged both of you guys. Uh, I, I think it was uh, we were getting together to hang out or record and uh, I just, you know, I, I opened up and I just said, you know, guys, it is really, it's been a really hard week. Um, and I, there were several points at which, uh, I, I just felt like I needed to cry. Um, and that, that's not something that going back a few years, uh, I would have been comfortable with or thought about, or, um, had any kind of understanding of that might be something that I needed or was missing. Um, and so it, it really struck me this time of just having that repeated experience over the course of a week of just, uh, you know, I'm kind of at that point where really what I probably just need to do is I need to break down. Um, and I finally did, we were, you know, we were going to hang out. I had gone into town to run a couple of errands, um, and just had some time to kill. And so I was sitting in my truck and, um, and I just, I broke down and I wept. And, and part of what I realized is that in having the hard week, uh, I was, I was getting back into old habits and what God started to show me as I was just sitting there in my truck, uh, is that the, the sadness that I was feeling as a result of that was almost a sense of mourning of that's, that's not the person that I, I want to be anymore, uh, in terms of isolating and, um, shutting myself down or, or getting heads down and just trying to crank through the work or, you know, those sorts of things. Um, because I have been on this journey of growing in both my understanding and my use of my emotions. Um, and so to kind of, have it put in front of me like that and have him show me, uh, that I was backsliding in that particular area, um, was just hard on the one hand, but also, uh, kind of affirming in terms of the place that I've gotten to, um, and the ability that I had in that moment with God to actually process through, what I was experiencing and, and peel back the layers on what I was experiencing. Um, and so we want to just spend some time kicking around that idea of processing through our emotions, getting at the root of what's there. Um, you know, what our experience has been, 
uh, in that arena uh, and where we find ourselves now? And, and how do we answer the question, how am I really doing? Yeah, that's such a good disruptive question. I realize we may have lost some people already at this point, <laughs> um, just because, you know, the last episode was the whiskey episode. And so now we're going to talk about feelings and stuff. But you know, I've been amazed for me at, you know, just how much of my life this was something that I actively avoided. I mean, I, I distinctly remember as a nine-year-old kid uh, navigating the beginning of my parents' divorce, promising myself I'm never going to cry again. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember that moment on the bottom bunk of my bunk bed in the new apartment that I had just moved into as my entire world changed. And I remember the moment where I decided I'm done with that. Um, that does me no good because it's not changing anything around me. And I distinctly remember all the years of my adolescence, my teenage years, my 20s, where I felt like, you know, if, if I just, if I understand that I don't have to feel, if I can intellectualize what's going on, then that's fine. As long as I know why it's happened and what caused it, then we can just bypass the whole messy part. And thank God that got disrupted. Um, but I, I, I distinctly remember living life that way. And I, I still default back to it. Like you were talking about Tom, like it, yeah. it's so easy to go back to what was to go back to what worked or at least what felt like it worked. Um, what kept me distracted if nothing else. Um, <clears throat> and today was actually kind of a crappy day for me. And it was interesting watching myself coming home and, you know, like that third person perspective, I was keenly aware that what I really wanted to do was just veg out. Like I didn't want to have to be cognizant of my feelings. I didn't want to have to actually process them, work through them, acknowledge them. I wanted to eat dinner and watch something on TV with Brooke and come record this podcast and I'll get to it later. And it's just, it's so interesting just how, how much this is still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important to understand. It's, it's always going to be a work in progress, right? I mean, that's something that I think, especially as we've talked about, as we progress and as we've matured and as we learn to identify the, the, the different feelings that we have and, and, you know, the root cause or, you know, the deeper issue on a lot of them, um, I think it's important to understand that, we, that I still don't have things figured out, right? I still don't understand how each one of my emotions and why I'm feeling that way. But I have learned to um, take time to recognize those feelings, right? Oftentimes, I think I would have a um, – I don't want to say an outburst, but I would have like a, a, a over overwhelming feeling, whether that was you know anger or sadness or feeling overwhelmed. That I would, I would just get to that point where I was boiling over, and I would, I would boil over, and not even take time to recognize, like you did, Tom, to say, "Hey, here, I, here are those benchmarks, or here are those points along the path that are that I can recognize early on," and I would just get there to a point where there was no recovery from that. Right? It was, it was, it was already I had already gotten that point. I probably had hurt somebody's feelings. I had probably, <laughs> I had probably um, either yelled at my kid or, or 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 had harsh words for for a friend. And, and I think it's important not only for those relationships, but also for ourselves to, to have that understanding that if, one, it's okay to feel, right? It's okay to, to, to have these feelings. You know, we're all, everyone's going to have them. Um, but it is all, it is also important, um, 
to know how we process those feelings and, and what are the what, what are the steps that we do to I don't want to say resolve, um, but what are the steps that we're doing to to a recognize and b, and b discuss right I mean I think that's ninety percent of the things that I've realized is just being able to have that conversation, um, whether that's with a group of guys or even even you know on that solo time with God that that you can process those feelings and for me I'm a verbal guy right so I like to just spitball and, and talk and 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 verbal like put words together on how I'm feeling. And that, that alone oftentimes is enough for me to feel like that, that relief or that, that sense of, okay, I'm, I'm starting to process everything that's going on around me. Yeah. And I think what we get better at doing, Mike, like you were saying is recognizing those steps along the way, right? Like I'm not just angry and boiling over with rage, but there have been distinct moments in the days, weeks, whatever leading up to this that I've kind of just, I've suppressed, right? And I've pushed down the smaller things and just kind of created that pressure. And I think that's what I was feeling in, in that week, you know, was thing A goes wrong and I don't deal with it. I just move on to thing B and thing B goes wrong and I don't deal with it and I just move on, right? And so it just keeps building and building and building. And there's these layers that I don't even really know what was the start of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that spiral began because I've just pushed so much more down on top of it. But if we can take that time to start to unpack, okay, yes, I'm, I'm feeling sad. Well, why am I feeling sad? What am I sad about? Am I sad about a, a response that I had, you know, like you mentioned, uh, having harsh words with a friend or yelling at one of the kids or, um, you know, getting in an argument with the wife or like, were there other emotions there at play? And now I'm feeling a response to how I reacted in that moment. And so can we peel back those layers and really ask that question? Like I said earlier, how am I actually doing? Yeah. And that means for a lot of us, getting outside of our normal just kind of glib responses right because those those don't do us any good mm-hmm. when we're talking with folks no and i don't like the way you say talking with folks and that's actually what i want to go back to is you said you said taking that time um you know an introvert extrovert however you want to put it you know taking that time can look differently for different people right um I think in this scenario, we're talking about how we've already got to the point where we're feeling these emotions and how do we make time to recognize those feelings. But I think in this process, it's it's important for us to set that time aside, even if it's a weekly thing or something, to, to process emotions early on and recognize them early on before they get to that point of boiling over, right? And so when you said set that time, set that time apart or set that time aside, um, it, it really made me think about the importance of these friendships, the importance of, you know, that meditation and prayer time that you have, that, 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 that moments where you're taking time to self-reflect. I don't know if that's the, the right word, but to come out and start processing those emotions earlier on, because I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I have the I'm fine mindset. I have the I'm good, right? And I don't recognize until I'm on the one end or the other of, of emotional feeling to know that that I'm fine really isn't I'm just fine, right? And mm-hmm. so I, I don't know about you guys how Tom, or Tom, how does that look? Or John, how does that look for you guys as far as setting that time to process those feelings, whether that's a weekly thing early on or how, do, you know, how does that look like for you guys to start recognizing and setting that time apart? 
I think for me, uh, you know, I'm the king of compartmentalizing. So if you ask me the question, how am I doing? If things are not currently on fire standing in front of you, I'm probably going to say I'm fine, <laughs> right? Even though it, it could have just been the worst day of my life. Um, and so understanding that about myself has helped of, okay, things may not be completely crashing down around you right now, but there is stuff that you, you don't get to just walk away from, right? You, you don't get to have a, a negative experience and not carry something of that with you. And so are you actually like willing to go to the place where, you know, right now things are okay, but this morning was really hard and this got me really angry or this got me really uh, upset. And so that's something that I've been working on. John, how about you? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the compartmentalization thing because I've I've learned I've learned some things about myself and how I process, and I've learned some things about how you know we in general seem to process things like this. And one of the things that was so helpful for me was um, somebody who knows a lot more than me um, said something about compartmentalization is actually something that we're intended to be able to do. It is a good thing. It's intentional, right? You you are designed to be able to, you know, put something on the back burner for the moment, in order to function, in yeah. order to survive, in order to do whatever needs to be done right in front of you. But we were what most of us end up doing is just perpetually compartmentalizing. You put something in a box <laughs> yeah. and you shove it in the closet and you tell yourself, "I'll get to it later." And the next time you open that door, it's not to take something out, it's to put the next thing in. And before you know it, you're like Imelda Marcos with a closet full of shoes that you've never even opened the boxes for. And it's just become this like Indiana Jones warehouse of, of things that will never again see the light of day, except they have to. Yeah. Because it's, it's not just a stash of inanimate objects. It's like the stuff in your fridge that got shoved to the back. Like it, it's getting stanky in there and you can push a whole bunch of more stuff in front of it, but that's not going to resolve the stuff that's already in there and that's going bad. And so one of the things that I've had to become aware of is much like today, I was compartmentalizing. There were some things that I didn't have space to deal with in the moment. I just didn't it wouldn't have been the appropriate time and it wouldn't have actually been kind to myself to try to force resolution or realization in the moment to be like, all right, John, you got 30 seconds, get your crap together. Right. Like it, you know, <laughs> yeah. There, so there was a healthy moment of compartmentalization of I am going to intentionally choose to set this aside and to take it out later. And the tension was when I got home, I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want it to be later. I wanted later to be later. And, and so Mike, to your question, I feel like it's, you know, I, I probably had to start with a habit of just some sort of regularity, um, particularly in my time with God of like, all right, what do we need to talk about today that I've been putting off and, and inviting him to sort of take the lead on which one of these boxes needs to come out right now. Um, and I feel like as I've grown some with that and matured a little bit and just the handling of my own emotions that I'm better able to recognize 
All right, the pull is towards distraction. The pull is towards the fridge, the TV, the beer, the, the whatever, which really is just signaling, I need to go take some time now that I have time and begin to deal with this. And maybe it's just a beginning. Um, maybe it won't be fully resolved because maybe this is hitting on a couple of those other boxes. Um, but I think for me, one of the biggest things was the permission to compartmentalize when I needed to, but also the realization that I have responsibility for my boxes and this can't turn into Indiana Jones. Hmm. Yeah. I like the way you say responsibility for, for those, for those boxes, because, you know, you mentioned the distraction part and it's really easy for us to, to point the finger at the TV, the Netflix, the fridge, the, you know, the, the, the whiskey, but sometimes I find myself even being distracted by other people's boxes, right? Like, yeah. like, Hey, your, your box is seemingly bigger than my box. So it's more important <laughs> than my box. So I'm going to listen to your issues. and I'm going to help you walk through those because that's what a good friend does. Right. But realistically for me, oftentimes it's that distraction, right? It's like, Hey, you know, my stuff isn't that important right now. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be the ear for somebody else. And I know both of you guys and, and, and what you guys have done, John, you know, especially you're, you're oftentimes the ear. Right, you're oftentimes the 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 second question guy, the third question guy, is to help people walk these through, especially you know their different boxes, their different feelings, um, and so that's why I asked the question on how you guys walk through that because I know it can be a different um, process for each of us, right? Like, like I said, for me, it's 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 speaking it out, it's it's recognizing earlier on and 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 being able to have the freedom to say like, wow, this sucks, and 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 allowing somebody to just to let me talk whether or not i have a solution for those feelings or not just verbalizing for me has been so helpful mm -hmm. yeah i don't think uh i don't think solution is necessarily the intended outcome all right. the time right i think sometimes you know we, ha we have to feel what we're feeling mm -hmm. just just to feel it just just to have that response and to understand like this is something that I am going through and, and I'm processing with my mind and my body and, and that's okay in this experience for me to just feel X, whatever it is, yeah. um, and not have to figure out, all right, how do I fix it? Because a lot of times, I think especially for guys, you know, we get in that fix it mode yeah. and okay, I'm angry about this. Let me go and fix it and figure out a way that this won't happen so I won't be angry anymore mm -hmm. instead of, well, why am I angry? And is that an appropriate response to, you know, whatever is happening? Um, and so I, I think getting out of that solutioning mode is definitely helpful. Um, and for me, having not done a whole lot of processing of my emotions, um, you know, as a younger adult, uh, I do feel like having some kind of framework has helped. Um, our friend Nate Allen, uh, who we've had on the podcast before, he would he would do a check in um, that he he calls the Merps V M E R P S V, uh, and I'll probably forget one of them. Um, but basically, it's, it's categorizing a, a check in, right? And so we we sit down for a cup of coffee, and and you run through your Merps V, right? And so it's mental, emotional, relational, physical, spiritual, vocational. Did yeah. I get them all? Yes. All right. Got them. Making Nate making Nate proud. <laughs> um, and so 
just the just the framework of having categories of yeah. hey I, I actually should be like have a different response <laughs> for each of these <laughs> right um, and, and some of the other stuff that, that we've done as a group of uh, you know and there's tons of versions of this out there as well the feelings wheel of mm-hmm. right don't just pick sad yeah you know pick a, pick a different pick a type of sad mm-hmm. what type of sad would you point to um, or uh, you know, taking certain words off the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me how you're doing without saying you're fine. Fine, mm-hmm. fine's not an answer. Right? <laughs> or tired. Or tired. Or, t- yeah. or tired. Yeah. Right. Yeah, t- that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually used it when we were checking in yeah. <laughs> before we were recording. <laughs> right. And I actually, I meant, meant physically tired. Like I am yeah. actually physically tired. Yeah. Um, but that's another one. Yeah. That that just like is a default. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so tired. Life's hard. Yeah. You know, I'm just beat all the time. That's well, that's you- that's the seven on the one to ten scale, right? The deep the default answer off the time for us. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay, are you physically tired? Mm-hmm. Or are you are you emotionally tired? Right. Those are those are different things. Like are you yeah. just emotionally wrung out or are you like did you not sleep well last night? Um and, and it's a different uh different mindset, I yep. think, different approach to, to the same word. Um so taking away some of those responses I think is is helpful. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I love the framework idea for somebody who tends to just word vomit when it comes to a conversation, having a framework, having something in line to be able to say, hey, these are the points I have to hit um, has made it very helpful in, you know, explaining my feelings and, and, and so much so that we've, you know, we've adopted framework like that for, for our dinner conversation, right? We, we've talked about the the, the, the happy and crappy or the highs and the lows and, and, and those emotions I have with the boys. Like I can, I can sit down and say, Hey, what was your high? What was your low? Um, and again, stealing from John asking that second question, like, well, why did that make you happy? Or why did that make you sad? You know, you know, your friend did this to you and that, that, that hurt your feelings. Can you tell me why, what, what, what really was going on? And having those second questions and, and being able to dive deeper, I would never have done that had it not been modeled and and discuss with with my friends here and 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 with Nate and and those guys and that's I think is is something that I've benefited from a lot is is that model behavior right mm-hmm. I mean I can I can read a ton of books but to see somebody do it live and and actually be vulnerable in front of in front of me and actually express their feelings without just saying sad and tired and I'm fine has really just like opened my eyes to you know a different sense of masculinity that in the army, you know, Roger that move out has always been the, is in, been the mindset, right? Yeah. It's amazing what, it's amazing the power that words have, mm. you know, because it's, it's not that you have to have mastery over all of the words, all the descriptors for all the different kinds of feelings. Like that's not, that the knowledge isn't the point. Um, a huge vocabulary isn't the point, but it's, it's the recognition that, these categories seem to have power to unlock the words that describe our feelings. And so if the categories can unlock the words and the words can unlock the feelings, the feelings can then unlock what we really believe is true about ourselves and about the world around us. Right. And and so whether it's an internal conversation, whether it's a conversation with someone else, just being able to put words to, what we're feeling to be able to to divide them into helpful categories to not you know fall victim to some of those early roadblocks of well i'm just tired well you've been tired for three years 
So let's let's talk about that. Um, you know, the I'm, I'm sad. Okay, Tom, to your point, like what what kind of sad, or what's making like just words have incredible power to unlock some of these things if we're willing to spend the time. And I think for many of us, that's that's one of the most practical things that we could do is just commit to spending more time than we have and commit to spending more words than we have in a conversation about how are you actually doing and to drill down to the layer that gets past the symptoms, gets past the, you know, the annoying email, the annoying phone call, the annoying neighbor, the, the whatever the surface level is. And not that it's not important. It's just that's not really what's causing the, the internal problem. Because if you can get down to those deeper levels, that's when you really get to experience relief, restoration, mm-hmm. healing, transformation. Like that, that, That's where the magic happens. And too often I feel like we get stymied by the surface level things, either the distractors or the easy descriptors that allow us to push that box away or allow us to get away from the people that are trying to pull those boxes out. Like the number of times that my wife has said, Hey, are you okay? You don't seem okay. And I want to respond with, no, I'm fine. Like to not even acknowledge, to not even take a moment and look inward first, but just to put off the conversation with. And even then the number of times that I take a quick look inward and I'm like, no, all systems go, all green lights, everything's (laughs) fine. But to then trust her, to trust her enough that, you know, she's not, She's doing nothing other than giving me an accurate read from an outside perspective and then giving me space to, to see what comes up. And I mean, her track record is like 99 and a half percent that, and that's why you need those people around you too, because they're going to see you clearly when you don't. And if you're willing to take their word for it and do some of that internal exploration, you're going to find those things that are lying just below the surface that are actually trying to come out because nothing gets better by getting pushed down. Things only get better by coming up and out. So as we wrap up and, and honestly, I don't, I don't know where we go from here other than to take John's advice of, of get things to come up and out, right. Of, just to go through the process of um, really taking a look inward and, and seeing what's there, seeing what's at the root, um, taking off the blinders, I guess, of, of some of just the rote responses that we have. Um, and so w- when we post this up, we'll, we'll post that uh, MERPS V categories. And so we challenge you to either on your own or, or with somebody go through a MERPS feed check-in, uh, kind of hit those categories. If, if you can use a different emotion word for each of them, um, we'll try and post, uh, one of the versions of the emotion wheel too with that. And, and, uh, you know, just kind of get you to, to broaden your experience in processing and working through what's actually going on uh, emotionally so that we don't keep shoving more and more boxes uh, on top of the boxes that have been there forever um, and uh, and actually get better at, at doing this thing and, and 
using our emotions for, for what they are there for to, to show us that we are experiencing something that we are living something, um, and not just to avoid them and, and stuff them away where they don't ever see the light of day. Um, and so, uh, if you already found this, uh, through your social feeds, then, uh, then you're probably one click away from some of the resources that we're talking about. Um, if not, go check us out, uh, on Instagram or Facebook and, and, uh, get to, uh, to those links, head to our website and we'll have it all posted for you. And until next time, this has been another Strong Towers podcast. Thank you all for being here. Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some Strong Tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you back here real soon.